Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to the Business Builder Show, where we provide you introductions, interviews with champions in their respective industries from all over the planet. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that will inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to find out how to grow your business by being a social CEO, and we'll learn how to do that with Christy Peel. Now, Christy is the founder and CEO of her company called Media Minefield. She started the company in 2010, following 12-year career as an Emmy award-winning television news reporter. Media Minefield is a one-of-a-kind national award-winning PR agency specializing in, specializing in earned media, social media, digital advertising, and crisis management. Wish you didn't have to do much of that, Christy. As a messaging expert and storyteller, Christy has a unique perspective, and she's on a mission to innovate the public relationship industry. She's a passionate believer in the power of storytelling, a champion for women in business, and fights fiercely for family-first work policies. Christy, it's great to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be with you. So we're all wondering... Who you serve? Sure. First of all, I want to apologize for my voice. I'm not normally this raspy. I have a little bit end of a cold. But we serve our clients range typically from between about $20 million in revenue to into the billions privately held, publicly held. And we help a lot of executive teams and CEOs with their social media. But we also come alongside and support marketing, communications, PR teams inside organizations with their PR efforts. Okay, excellent. This list of people that you just verbalized, they have some common problems, I imagine, that you help them solve. What are those problems you typically see, Christy? Sure, they want to be more well-known. They're frustrated that their competition is seen as an, a thought leader or as an expert, or they just don't have enough time to handle uh, social media. They don't have an understanding of how to get the press to tell their story. And our crisis clients, they've got real problems. So again, like you said, I wish we didn't have to deal with them, but bad things happen to good people and good companies. So um, maybe, Christy, you could go through maybe a case study or two, maybe including one of the crisis situations you help people with. And I think that would really help our listeners understand exactly how you and your team go about solving the problems you just verbalized. Sure. So our clients are primarily in healthcare, med tech, financial services. We certainly handle clients that have campaigns or kind of a one-time event. But for example, a healthcare organization that would have a lot of physicians, a lot of expertise, they would come to us and they would say, whenever the media is talking about X problem, we want to make sure that we're on top of it. So breast cancer awareness, any kind of new research that comes out that impacts patients, we just want to be the first person that the media calls. So the traditional PR approach would be that they would wait for the media to call them. But because of my deep experience as a reporter and many of the people we hire here, Media Minefield are also former journalists. We really understand what the media is looking for. So we're taking stories to the media, we're shaping it, we're creating website content. And so we're making it really easy for the journalist. Then we're taking that, we're making sure that it's getting onto 
social media and not just for the brand, but we really want to make sure that the executives are leveraging that social media content. So we'll work with all of the executives, the CEO through the C-suite to make sure that they're using their different networks to accelerate and leverage and elevate the brand. And then with almost all of our large clients, there's a crisis that's going to happen. It could be some kind of union situation. It could be, God forbid, a mass shooting. It could be some kind of disaster that happens, or it could just be someone on social media says something that isn't even true that elevates into some kind of crisis. And then we're there with a plan, a training to make sure that we're positioning our client and mitigating that crisis. Okay, excellent. Thanks for those case studies. It really helps understand. Tell us how you're different from your competition. I know that you're in a, I would imagine, a very active, competitive landscape, and you've got to differentiate yourself. Maybe you gave us a bit of insight into your staff. Maybe that's it, but maybe there's some other things. So when somebody asks, how are you different? What do you, how do you answer, Christine? Sure. In addition to saying that we have got former journalists, we also have social media experts, storytellers that are experts at what they do. We've got paid digital experts who are fantastic at what they do, but everyone's going to say that, right? So that doesn't make us different. We have trademarked our services and we have guarantees in all of our different service lines. So that makes us really different. On the employee side, we have been recognized nationally. We were one of the first in our industry to go to a four-day work week. So that also makes us really different. And when the services industry, the, the way that your employees show up, that's that increases the best output for the clients. So if our people can show up creative and rested and just feeling fired up, they can do their best work for our clients. Okay, great. I, I like that four-day work week. And that brings me to my next question. Put on a different hat. Now you're an entrepreneur, business owner. And so walk us through some of the major milestones. What made you decide to rip up your, your uh, nice little paycheck and jump into this competitive environment? Walk us through those milestones, maybe including, tell us how you decided to go four days. Sure. So this company started after I uh, lost my job, actually. I was laid off. So my entire investigative unit at the TV station I was working at, we all lost our jobs and some folks in special projects. And that really brought me back to as a 35-year-old mother of two and wife, does my career serve me? And the answer was no. Being a TV reporter no longer was well-suited for the woman I was and what I wanted for my future. So I took about 18 months to do a lot of volunteer work, soul searching. I took a class at my church actually, and it was how do you connect your gifts and your passions with helping people? And the business started in the basement of my church. And here we are 13 years later with clients all over the, the world and 40 some employees. So I feel really fortunate, but throughout all of that whole journey, I'm an entrepreneur and an innovator at heart. And I'm always asking, boy, how could I make this better? So when I started reading and learning about the four-day work week, boy, how can I make sure that we retain the best talent? How can I make sure that we can attract the best talent? How can I make sure that my folks are showing up energized and revved up and excited about their work? And this four-day work week. So Christy, I think we understand totally uh, who you serve and the problems you solve, uh, how you go about solving those problems, and how you put your competition, if you will, in the rear view mirror. So putting on your business owner hat, Christy, uh, walk us through how you went about uh, building your business, some of the major decisions you made, and what you learned from uh, maybe the successes that you've had along the way and maybe a failure or two. 
Sure. I started my business after I was laid off. So I was an investigative reporter and everyone in my unit, we all lost our jobs. And I took about 18 months to soul search and realized that at the point in my life, I was a wife, mother of two, being a TV news reporter and anchor just didn't serve me anymore. I wasn't willing to set my family off to the side for that work. Although I love the industry, of course, and I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to do it. Did a lot of volunteer work, took some assessments, and I took a class at my church that was how to combine your gifts and talents with helping people, which is what I, I really want to do. And the business was formed on the basement of my church. And here we are years later with a staff of over 40 and clients all over the world. And I really, throughout that whole process, brought my kind of news mind to it, which is why I think we've been successful. I have an English degree. I'm getting my master's now, but up until now, I haven't had any additional education. So it's been a kind of a DIY, do-it-yourself education. And I brought that mindset that a reporter has, which is there's someone out there who has the answer. You have to go find it. And in in building my business, I was, I'm not like do finance. I'm enough to be dangerous, but not enough to get an auditable anything to the IRS. So I had to hire that out. That's one of my weaknesses. So I've always thought about what my weaknesses are. And rather than try to build them, I hire around them and then really work on strengthening my strengths and doing only what I can do better than anyone else. So uh, you mentioned an assessment or two. So did you uh, do some sort of assessment also to identify your strengths and weaknesses that helps you set key up your hiring? And do you use assessments as well, Christy, when you hire people? Yes, we do strength finders. So every I okay. learned that during my kind of time between careers. We also do Colby when required with uh, some of our hiring. And as different roles, we've done some different assessments, but Strength Finders is the one that everybody gets. And actually right outside my door, my strengths are there. Everyone's offices, everybody's uh, cubicles have their strengths so that we have that shared language and common language when we enter into a conversation with any of our teammates. Okay, excellent. When you look back over the over a decade now that you've had your business, what were some of the big wins that you had? Maybe major clients or key employee hires? Give us two or three examples, some big wins, and then what you learned from those wins, Christy. Sure. I would say the first big win is that I was starting to get great news coverage in the financial services industry. And I was able to leverage that into a gentleman out of Iowa. He's retired now, but he took a chance on me. And he, when I was a, a shop, a woman with an idea and a, a few employees, he took a chance and gave me the opportunity to take all of his clients nationally for five years. And during that time, so that was very successful. I have his business card framed on my wall. And every tour I give, every college student that comes in here, I would point at that business card and say, boy, I really want to do that for the next generation. He took a chance on me and I would do that for someone else. So that's one. The second thing is the COO has been with the company uh, for 12 years and I took him out for he, his wife and I were good friends at the time. I knew him and we went out and it was the shortest, briefest interview for such a key role. Uh, but it wasn't COO at the time. There were just a few of us. And I'm so grateful that he is the yin to my yang. And we got really, I got really lucky with that hire. And that was an early one. The other thing that I think is critical is that as you grow, you have to continue to evolve. And I'm really passionate about learning. And that means making some hard choices. And when people no longer serve the company or no longer serving clients, we have to part ways. And that's something that I don't care how many classes you take, how many books you read, never gets easier. 
So when you make those kind of tough decisions, I'm curious, do you find that you're premature when you let somebody go or you let them stick around a little bit too long? It's what everybody says, right? You're way too long. The minute you think it's going to happen, that first, boy, you can coach someone for a little bit, but then everyone waits too long to fire. And I think it's because we just have hearts, right? We're just hoping I've learned that you just can't want it more than someone else wants it. Yeah, that's it's. Uh, I do hear that very frequently. And I remember I used to have, I, my company's smaller than it used to be. It used to have, I used to have well over 120. And uh, I remember many times when I'd bring somebody in and let them go, they'd say, I wondered what took you so long. And that, that would really put a little kind of nail in my heart because, because we're actually doing a disservice to them as well, keeping them in the wrong, if you will, seat, or maybe even in the wrong boat. Mistake-wise, yeah, can you remember one or two that were particularly, uh, if you will, educational, Christy? In our old office, there was a mark on the carpet. And I'm glad when we moved away from there, actually, because I don't have to look at that mark anymore, but I can see it in my mind. And I got angry. And I don't hardly ever get angry, but it was absolutely, my ego got in the way. I wasn't getting enough sleep. And I walked out of a meeting so that I wouldn't get angry in public. And I walked out, but I was walking so fiercely that my coffee spilled. And I look at that spot and I would see, boy, there is just nothing worth have, having that kind of that kind of negative energy in the room. And so I'm glad I left. And it was me seeing that stain and knowing what it was there for. And it didn't happen in the room. But I think just learning that the beautiful thing about losing my job is that I have understood where my job falls in the role of my life. And the most important job I have is not what's on my business card. And I think everyone, I often say to young, I'm particularly passionate about helping young women in leadership. And I tell them, you think sitting here as a driven college student, where your career is going to go. And I tell you, it's not going to go the way you think. And that's great. And just remember the role that your job has in your life, because it should be a role. It shouldn't be the role. That's nice. I like that. A role, not the role. Beautiful. Christy, so what would you say is holding you back right now? Now, there's a perception in my industry that AI is really problematic, and there's so much noise out there, frankly, about deep fakes, and can you really trust the news, and we need to be able to trust the media, and I think a lot of people are really worried about it. We're embracing AI, and we're embracing the different ways that it can help, and it can be a time save, and it can be another set of eyes to fact check something. However, I think when you look at something like the New York Times, you might think, okay, there's a bias there or CNN or Fox News, there's a bias there. But generally, I can trust that the images that I see are not false. They're true. They may be spun a little bit. There may be a bias, but I know that it's true. So we're you talking with our clients about how important it is to align themselves with legitimate media that either their customers locally or their customers nationally will understand and recognize. Because anytime you get outside of something that people have heard of, odds are you can't trust it. And right now it's really important that we trust our media sources. So that's something uh, that I think is potentially holding my industry back. Okay, nicely articulated. So how can our listeners get a hold of you, Christy? Sure, I'm really passionate about encouraging folks to be on social media. So any you want to Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or X, or whatever we're going to call it next week, or Threads. I'm on all the platforms. Okay, great. 
Tell me, is there a question that maybe I should have asked you that I didn't think of that would give great value to our uh, audience? So what's the question? What's the answer to that unasked one? Sure. What is a social CEO? That is the question uh, that I would love to be asked. And my answer to that is an executive or a C-suite, a leader that takes advantage of their social media platforms to benefit their business. And if someone is doing their specifically for most businesses, LinkedIn, for some industries, Instagram or Pinterest may be more important, but primarily LinkedIn. If someone is doing their LinkedIn and they're really intentional, strategic about it, their revenue will increase, their hiring will increase, their retention will increase, their sales will increase, their stakeholders will be interested, their valuation will increase. I have all these stats about that and I go all over the country speaking about that and I've seen the results. I encourage people to consider how they're leveraging their social media and ask themselves if they're making it work for them. I particularly liked in that list you just gave that their value would increase. And I'm thinking, wow, okay, so you increase the multiple by being a good social CEO. That's fantastic. You and I can visit about that at a later point in time. I'm looking forward to that. So thank you very much, Christy. Enjoyed talking with you. Thank you for the opportunity. So everybody, now in closing, let's focus on the single fact that our businesses don't become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first creating a visionary strategy, second, having a management system to execute that strategy, and number three, leveraging high-performance teams. Now, you can get the key to all three of those. Just go to getbillsgift.com and get your hands on that. Which reminds me, Christy actually has a gift too, which she, I didn't remember to ask, but Christy, do you remember what it is? I sure do. We want to give anyone who's listening to this access to a free worksheet so that they can start their own social media, their social CEO's journey. And it's socialceo.media-minefield.com. And I'm sure you're going to put the link on all the places that you're putting this bill. That's correct. That's correct. So you'll be able to get it on the video blog we're doing and on all the social media show notes and so forth and so on. Christy, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I had that word gift in my, in my little finish too. Once again, everybody, thanks for listening. Christy, thanks for spending your time with us today. Thank you.